This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. This is Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. We're talking all things Moana Pacifica alongside of me, my favourite Tongan all time. And I went to Manabit Grammar and had a large Polynesian community, but he's without doubt my favourite. Peter Alatini, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Wado. Good evening to all our listeners tonight. Um, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be talking to you. All things Moana Pacifica tonight, uh, Wado. Well, let's talk about two feeders first. Mount Abbott Grammar 17, King's College 15, but I'm going to say this to you, Peter. We were awful. We were dumb. You played the more intelligent rugby and you deserve to win the game. And I shouldn't go and watch those games because I become irrational. <laughs> and then when I'm driving home, I'm embarrassed with my behaviour. Oh, I saw the score, and you know what? The first first thing that came into my mind was, "Oh no, what I what is going to happen over me?" Uh, nah, you deserve uh, you deserve that one, mate. We, we, you deserve that one. Really? You, you were just way smarter tactically. I think we were, you know, better a better side, but you've just played smarter, and you should have won it. You deserve to win it. Ah, oh, never mind. We'll have to wait for another year. <laughs> hey, uh, some some interesting news regarding Moana Pacifica. Firstly, let's just touch on the Crusaders. Okay, they were never going to win that game, but one of the most pleasing things for me was set piece. I thought they had real parity at scrum time, particularly. Okay, it wasn't necessarily the starting Crusaders' best eight, but any player that takes field for the Crusaders, you expect probably them to maybe have dominance at scrum time. But I thought Moana Pacifica were really, really good in that area. Absolutely, I thought their, their their scrums were really good. I mean, they struggled a little bit in the lineouts, but but that was the wet the, ball, wasn't um, it? Oh, there was a bit of a bit of a wind as well, but still, it was um, it was pleasing that, that we could hold that uh, that part of the game through. Um, the hardest thing was the Crusaders; they came on with a great game plan. I felt I felt they saw what the Hurricanes had done um, to Moana and, and keeping the ball alive. I, I felt they really mixed it up coming through the middle against um, one and, and, and their support play was pretty outstanding, which I thought there was nothing wrong with that defence. They just seemed to get um, free, free the ball up every time and had someone there and, and, and uh, continued the play and, and, and scored some great tries. Yeah, I think we've said it every week. It's the thing for Moana Pacifica, isn't it? It's just adapting to that quick recycle mm. position that opposition are bringing to them. You know, it's just not stop and start, is it? That recycling ball, that quick ruck ball, and then just getting found out wide, you know, with the likes of Goodyear um, and, and clearly Will Jordan. Yes, and I thought um, it was great to see. I think that's one of the favourite things I, I like about Goodhue at Centre. It's good to see him back in that space, but his ability to link with his outside, I think, has is, is always been one of his um, attributes as, as a midfielder, which is a core role. But I, I feel he's been one of the junior centres um, that's able to, to hold defenders inside and set his outsides all the time. And when they do actually drift off them, then he's good enough to actually take that space again. Um, and, and it's just a class of them. So he was definitely, it was good to see him back in that, um, back to, his, to, to the form we know, you know, after a long, long hit of injuries. But um, 
difficult task for for, for my miners to, to stop those outsides when they, when they got going in, in found space. Okay, look, the story today, and I'm absolutely fuming about it. I'm going to go hard after 8 o'clock, and that is Levi Amua. There is talk that the Crusaders are wanting him. Now, I can understand why Levi Amua, from a personal point of view, might want to go. Wants to play on a winning team, wants to have good players around him, wants to learn uh, opportunity to potentially end up playing for the All Blacks or certainly increase his value offshore. But it just annoys the hell out of me that the Crusaders are wanting to do this when you look at already the wonderful midfield stocks they've got, but it just absolutely pisses me off that New Zealand rugby are going to allow this to happen. If this team is to succeed, if this team is to survive, they have to be able to retain their marquee players no matter what. We've been talking about this for a few weeks now in terms of how we build this team going forward, and he was definitely one that we recognised as a key uh, player for this group to build around, and you know, I've been hearing the murmurs a moment of life over the last month of, of guys talking about it um, and, and hearing that he may be leaving. I know there's interest uh, also from overseas, from Australia, that they want him. But I think it comes back to, again, where we stand in, as, as Moana and, and um, these guys making their name in, in, in the team and we're building this, this team from the ground up. And to hear that, that you know, it hasn't been confirmed, but it all looks like it. They're, they're, they're going to lose such a, a caliber like Levi Moore, who's who's really built his form and um, through this group. And, and one of the things that that I, I um, heard him talk about was, you know, this culture and, and how it's made him comfortable and how this has brought the best out of him to play. Now, by leaving that, will that will the Crusaders can be able to do the same thing for him to be at his best? But like you said, again, he's got to fight to be in that starting position amongst many other young talent that's coming through where he's actually sort of with a moana and, and, and he's got something that's going strong for him so it, it is it, I'm, I'm look I'm, I'm just as upset again it's not so much to, to Levo because we understand that uh he's he's got his ambitions and goals to go to but i'm upset at, at the setup of where we haven't had a set uh goal from moana that, that they in the best interest of the franchise going forward and how we can retain those players that are playing well for them to build off. There was apparently a review into Moana Pacifica. It didn't come back re- reading particularly well. Um, Aaron Major has decided that he's going to step down, that he's going to quit. He's not going to um, do the final year of his contract. What did you make of this? I mean, look, in international sport, when a team's not winning, you can't sack 23, can't sack 30 players, and generally there's the coach that goes. But I'll also say, it um, doesn't matter how good a coach you are, you still got to have the cattle. you still got to have the players. you still yeah. got to have the talent. So, so, so where do you sit on this one? What, what's your sort of general thoughts? Look, I, I, I feel for, for Azza because I think he's, he's done a great job uh, so far today. It's just hard in the space that he's at that unfortunately comes with it, building something from the ground up. You still have got to uh, have some results to go behind you. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, especially because they're not doing well. They leave someone... Um, if Almore goes as well, how many more we don't know, but then to leave the head as well, um, it's a tough one. It, it really is, and, and to, to build on what they've done so far um, next year, it's going to be interesting who who will take that space. Um, do, do you need forward. do you, do you need to have a Tongan or a Samoan or a Pacific Island coach? I, I like to think that we need something. From the islands that that represents uh, within them, I, I think they should have had someone in there 
um, even if it was uh, in the space of an assistant coach from Tongao Samoa. To, to validate these, you know, that, that we are having the islands in terms of not only with players having the ability to play for international for those two teams and Fiji, but also to, to build in terms of coaching capabilities of, of coaches within the islands. I think we're still not seeing a proper pathway for for those in those uh, positions to to better back in the islands. So, yes, I, in my opinion, I think we need someone either from Samoa or Tonga in that coaching uh, but it's an interesting one isn't it it's all very well to say that but then the question is who and like anything like we've talked, but we've talked about the players coming from club and then expecting to play super rugby taking a coach who might be successful at one level but is it too big a step up at a super rugby level I mean you know there have been successful coaches Sir Brian Williams a great example I mean um, who's out there who are the, some of the names do you go for a guy like Ross Filippo yeah, if, if Ross, Ross is a proven coach um, and, and he's got uh, ambitions to go into that space, for sure. I even think, you know, I know Todai Kefu will be coming off contract with yep. Tom at the end of the World Cup. Could he be someone that be able to come into that uh, space for for uh, for next year? Uh, I know Salala's still probably tied in with, with Samoa for a few more years yet because um, he's just um, had it wrong. But... Uh, yeah, it's any of those coaches or, like we said, Ross Filippo, you know, the upcoming coaches that, that would see a step up in super rugby, but also with a Pacific uh, a background that, that understands um, what's required at that level. There's been a lot of discussion in this country about pathways for women rugby coaches, and there was a bit of discussion when uh, the new coaches were appointed for the Black Ferns, and it was all male um, and yet there were women who were on that appointment panel. And we can have that discussion. But the discussion I want to have is, is there enough being done to bring through Pacific Island Polynesian coaches? I mean, what about yourself, Peter? I mean, we were talking to you, and you, when I spoke to you, you were happy to be patient. But you did have, I think at the time back in Fiji some years ago, I, I think you did have aspirations then of wanting to maybe sort of take your coaching to that next level. I, I did. I did. When I came back from Japan um, and started uh, with Pakuranga, and the advice that I was given that you know you build from the ground up, um, grassroots, uh, go through all the age grades uh, levels, um, and just build build from ground up, and also learning off of the NPC coaches. I thought I did that, um, and then my next pathway after doing all age grades and, and the Bs was to go through to Tonga, and I thought that was a great step to go go with Tonga as an assistant coach. And then come back um, and then try for a few jobs, um, even as assistant roles. But uh, unfortunately, just keep being told it's no experience um, that uh, I had no experience in that space. And then it was always to go back and, and lead a development side. But I felt after the Tongan uh, experience I had for World Cup and, and the lead into World Cup, I needed to be at that kind of level. And that kind of level means you have to be coaching full time to get the experience um, that's required to, to shift those levels across. So I, I, I definitely have been harping on when I was, was at Pakuranga in, in my position as director that we just do not have enough in coach development for any coaches and showing a proper pathway if you were to come from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, Structural counties, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's where we, we, we're lacking. 
Yeah, because um, yeah, I've always been a little bit critical of that in recent times. It almost just seems now that if you're a former All Black and you fall into that category, but in more recent times, if you're a former All Black, you seem to somehow just be able to walk into these coaching jobs and yet you go, well, hang on, man, have you coached at a first 15 level? Have you coached at a senior club level? I mean, okay, you've been on the cover of Women's Day. I do get that side of it. And, you know, I started to get a little bit cynical about it. And then you do go back and you go, well, Graham Henry, John Hart, they never sort of played for the All Blacks. and ended up being very, very good coaches. And we've got to make sure that we don't, that you know, that we don't shut that door. Oh, you don't come with profile, therefore you don't come with credibility. I agree. Oh, I think some of the greatest coaches have been handy guys that played the game, but then not necessarily they have gone through to the top level. Mm. They've had some some form of experience, but it's. I just feel there's, there's there's a huge part we're missing in being able to create these pathways for coaches that that are wanting to uh, pursue, but also especially at a grassroots level, I feel you, you get. You have to manage manage so much more and do so much more of that space compared to coming off a playing career into straight into a um, professional setup because everything's done for you. And I suppose what's happened now is things have gone so specific that um, you know some coaches off coming off playing would 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 kind of concentrate as a, as a defence coach, would concentrate as, as just a skills coach. So I feel there's this that that part's okay, but there's so much more to learn around coaching that that you won't get the learnings unless you come through some of the stuff down grassroots and and, and each rates. You're listening to Pacific Flair here on SENZ. Mark Watson alongside me, former All Black Peter Alatini. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Two minutes away from eight, you are listening to Pacific Flair. Mark Watson alongside me, former All Black Peter Alatini. The Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Now, DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Uh, Peter, give us your DHL Super Rugby Pacific, Moana Pacifica player of the round. I can't go past him each week. He just performs as our captain, Solomon Kunaki. I just, I can't, he has four carries, his efforts about four carries, his defence, and being able to get on the line. has been strong every week, week in, week out. So I, I have to go to him again uh, this week. Okay, and your DHL Super Rugby Pacific player of the round. AJ Lamb, the Blues. Oh, I thought he was outstanding. Getting emotional. I thought he was outstanding. <laughs> I thought he was outstanding against the Reds. Uh, yeah, he, was, he had a crack on the side. It's so good. But honestly, um, there were traits there of his older brother, Ben Lamb, the way he, the power and the speed that he showed at times. So, yeah, I'm excited for him. Good young kid, too. St. Peter's College. Do we like St. Peter's College? Oh, they're a little on the other side from us, brother. We sort of like them, though, don't we? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. See, uh, Kelson got tipped up by Liston. They sure did. Unreal, unreal. Happy for Liston, happy for those coaches too. I know them well, so they, they'll be uh, pumped. Um, they, they put in a lot of heat in there. So. Yeah, and full of a lot of uh, strong Pacific Island communities as well that support, mm. support both of those schools. Uh, Peter, I was just going back to this coaching issue and, and sort of um, Pacifica play, Players or Pacifica, uh, the Pacifica community getting involved in coaching. Is it is it encouraged? Is it considered to be? Um, is, is you know we've talked in the past about some of the cultural differences that exist between the Pacific Island community and say European New Zealand. Uh, I mean, is it encouraged? I think it's uh, it's, it's tough to. I think from from home wise, it's um, most of our good Pacifica coaches are actually coaching overseas and such. You know, so. Um, yes, it is encouraged, but I, I don't think we, we've got that structure well enough in our, um, back in our islands. 
I'm talking, I'll, I'll probably talk for Tonga, especially. Yeah. Yeah. There has been such good coaches that's come up through um, um, having good success, but just not given the chance again um, for a pathway into a into a better development role to, to continue on their, their pathway. So it is in coach, but we just haven't got the structure back at home to, to, to see them at a high level. Yeah, I spent a little bit of time around a Tongan boxing come mixed martial arts coach, um, Lolo Heimuli, um, who had a lot to do with um, Mark Hunt and Israel Adesanya. And I've got to say, one of the best experiences I ever have and one of the best coaches I've been around and experienced. And um, it was a real eye opener. And um, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was, yeah, I, I just thought he was brilliant. Good Tongan boy. Absolutely, I know Lolo well, um, and and obviously, as you mentioned, around his success. So he's he's one that's really well known in our community, and especially in, this, in, in, in the uh, field that he's in. But there, there are you know there are great coaches out there. We like I said, it's just where's the opportunity for us to grow and get consistency to be be seen and, and just just being taught around around in that environment to to really understand the game and, and, and that depth that's required. Okay, so let's look at this weekend's game of Super Rugby. Uh, Peter Alatini, former Wana Pacifica, yet, yet, yet to win a game. It hurts me to say it. Mm. It does hurt me to say it. So we're coming into what, round 14 is it this week? Round 14? That's right. And so Moana Pacifica uh, go up to Fiji and take on the Drua. Is there more weight on this because they are your Pacific Island cousins? Is, I know there's a rivalry between Samoa and Tonga. Is there one that exists between Tonga, Samoa and Fiji? There is. I mean, they, they play the PNC every year, Pacific Nations Cup. So um, there's always, it's always, it's actually quite beautiful because, they, they, you know, that, that on the field is brutal. No, yeah, brutal, brutal, yeah. brutal, yeah, brutal. It's so brutal, but off it, I think it's again. It comes down to that culture rally. Everyone, um, the way that they're able to celebrate together, you know, with over a carnival bowl. Uh, I'd say there'll be a lot of that over the weekend after the game. But but it is quite nice and beautiful. The singing straight after will um, take note. But uh, in terms of the field, I'd say there'll be a lot to play for for both teams. I know. Mine will be hurting that they let that one go away and not smart. But I know this will be a difficult task being back in Fiji. Um, but for us, as, and they know when, against Fiji, you, you, you've got to get in there early and you've got to keep it at them because there's, there's sometimes if you catch them on that, on that end, you can come away, but um, you have to catch them otherwise. <laughs> we know what they can do. <laughs> there's going to be some box office tackles, aren't there? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is this a super or low toka? Uh, it's been played in uh, low toka, I think. Yeah, of course it would be. It would be low toka. Yes, it'll be fantastic. I, I love the atmosphere of low toka. It's uh, when we went there with Tonga, it's, it's brutal, and I think that the boys will look forward to it. I mean, the Fijian boys will be happy to be playing there. But I'd say that there's been enough experience from from, from the players at Moana that you play for Tonga Samoa to play a lot of them, so it's going to be pretty cool. Hey, just quickly before you go, you talked about Jack Goodyear, his brilliant vision. Um, what school did he go to? How <laughs> did I know that was coming through? Uh, I think he's an Auckland boy, right? Auckland <laughs> oh, originally, he, he learnt his craft on Sir Brian Williams Field. Mighty of course, of course. He is, he's, he's one to watch out for. I'm, I'm excited that he's back into that form. Um, especially getting into the orbit. So. Peter Alatini, thank well, you. Another edition of Pacific Flair. Special thanks to the Chemist Warehouse and DHL.